Welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. What I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh. It's the Hebrew Bible. You can view the program at these following different locations. You can view the program. Goodhouse1968.airtime.pro, Goodhouse1968.net, Goodhouse1968.space, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Goodhouse1968. If you'd like to support the ministry as you can, you can make a donation by purchasing one of the tracks at Goodhouse1968.name. Again, that's Goodhouse1968.name. You can make a donation by purchasing the tracks, or you could download the tracks for free. It's up to you. Here we are. Exodus chapter 24, verse 12 says, I will give you my Torah and mitzvah on stone tablets for the children of Israel to follow and obey. So we see here that God, at, at this point, God not only gave his laws written down, but he gave them the Torah or the Tanakh completely. At Exodus chapter 31 verse 18 says, Good gives Moshe two tablets of testimony inscribed by the finger of God. So here we see again the law is being given to Moshe or Moses. At Exodus chapter 32 verse 15 says, Moshe left the mountain with the two tablets of testimony. So here we see he carrying the, the law of God down to the rest of the children of Israel. At Joshua chapter 8 verse 31, written in the Torah was a law, a law for the children of Israel to build an altar, which is a means of communication with the Creator, while they thus gave the Creator an advantage and that they, if they had a question about his laws, rules, and regulations, they could go him, to him directly through the altar. At Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 21 says, For he, for the wicked, he will bring all the plagues of the covenant written in the Torah for those children of Israel. So will he, so he likewise will do today. So we see that for the wicked, God brings down plagues upon them by taking away his Holy Spirit. But in the last days, he will actually be striking against the wicked and the evil. Physically, not only just taking his Holy Spirit away, but also by doing them uh, a punishment or damage to them, the wicked. As Joshua chapter 23 verse 6 said, we should keep doing what is written in the Torah of the Bible, and do not stray from it to the right or left. So here we're given a warning from the Creator not to stray to the right or left, not to try and just be slick about things when the Creator sees all things and knows all things. At Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, Keep this book of the Torah or Bible on your lips and meditate on it day and night so that you will so that you will care to act according to everything written in it. 
So here's a bit of advice to read the Torah, meditate on it day and night, or the Tanakh, and uh, practice what is in it. Okay? These scriptures alone show the importance of obeying God's laws, rules, and regulations concerning the heart and sin within it. All right? So we don't want to fall for the sin of the heart. We want to struggle. And it may be easy for some, but most of them is uh, a struggle to obey the Creator's laws, rules, and regulations. We're at First Samuel chapter 14, and it goes to say, One day Yonatan, the son of Shual, said to the young man carrying his armor, Come, let's go across to the garrison of the Philistines on the other side. But he didn't tell his father. Shual was waiting at the far edge of Giva under the pomegranate tree in Migron. The force with him numbered 600 men. Achiah, the son of Achutav, Akavad, brother, the son of Pinkaj, the son of Eli, the Kohan of Good in Shiloh, was carrying a ritual vest. No one knew that Yonatan had gone. Between the passes by Yonatan was trying to cross to the garrison of the Philistines. There was a rocky spur on one side, another rocky spur on the other side. The name of the one was Botzed, and the other Shinnah. The one spur rose up on the north in front of Milkmart, and the other on the south in front of Giva. Jonathan said to his armor-bearer, Come on, let's go across to the garrison of these uncircumcised people. Maybe good will do something for us, since good can rescue with a few people as easily as with many. His armor bearer replied, Do everything you think you should. You should. I am with you, whatever you decide. Yonatan, here we cross over to those men and let them know where they are. We're, we're there. If they say, wait till we come to you, we'll stand still where we are and not go up to them. But if they say, come up to us, we'll go up. And that will be the sign that good has given us victory over them. So both of them let their presence be known to the garrison of the Philistines. And the Philistines said, look, some Hebrews coming out of the holes they've been Hiding in. The men of the garrison said to Yonatan and his armor bearer, Come up to us. We want to show you something. Yonatan told his armor bearer, Come on up after me, for good has handed them over to Israel. Yonatan climbed up, using his hands as well as his feet, with his armor bearer behind him. The Philistines fell before Yonatan, and his armor bearer, following him, finished them off. That first slaughter of about 20 men was accomplished by Yonatan and his armor bearer in a space only half as long as one side of the area a pair of oxen could plow in a day, about 200 yards. 
There was panic in the field camp among all the Philistines. Likewise, the garrison and the raiding party panicked. Besides all this, there was an earthquake, thus it grew into panic caused by God. Shu all men on watching Giva, Benjamin, could see the, entire, the enemy camp scattering and running in all directions. Shuah ordered the forces with him to call the road and see who was missing. So they called the road and found Yonatan and his armor bearer not present. Shuah told Achia, bring the ark of God here. For at that time the ark of God was with the people of Israel. But while Shuah was talking to the Kohan, the uproar in the camp of the Philistines continued and kept getting louder. Shual said to the Kohan, put your hand down. Shual and the entire force with him assembled and went to battle, but they found the Philistine all fighting each other in utter confusion. The Hebrews from the surrounding countryside who had previously been with the Philistine had gone out with them into camp deserted and went over to Israel with Shual and Yonatan. Likewise, on hearing that the Philistines were fleeing, all the men of Israel who had hidden themselves in the hills of Ephraim pursued them in battle. So good saved Israel that day, and the battle spread as far as Beit Avon. Israel's soldiers had been driven to exhaustion that day, but Shual issued this warning to the people. A curse on any man who eats any food until evening when I have finished taking vengeance on my enemies. So none of the people even tasted food. Now the people came to a forest where there was a honeycomb on the ground. When the people had entered the forest, they saw there the honeycomb with honey dripping out. But no one put his hand to his mouth because the people feared the oath. But Jonathan hadn't heard his father charging the people with the oath. So he put out the end of the staff in his hand, dipped it in the honeycomb, and raised it to his mouth, whereupon his eyes lit up. But one of the people said in response, Your father strictly charged the people with an oath, a curse on any man who eats any food today, even though the people are fainting with hunger. Jonathan answered, My father has brought trouble into the land. Just look how my eyes have lit up because I tasted a little of this honey. How much greater would the slaughter of the Philistines have been today than if the people had eaten freely of the squall they found with their enemies? That day they had attacked the Philistines from Milkmas to Ireland. But the people were very exhausted, so the people rushed at the spoil, seizing sheep, cows, and calves, slaughtering them on the ground and eating the flesh with blood. With the blood, Shual was told, "Look how how the people are sinning against good, eating the blood." He said, "You have not kept faith. Roll a big stone to me immediately." Now Shual said, "Go around among the people and tell them each of you is to bring his cow, his sheep, and slaughter them here." Then eat. Don't sin against good by eating with blood, the blood. So each person brought his animal with him that evening and killed it there. Shual erected an altar to good. It was the first altar that he erected to good.
Shual said, Let's go over after the Philistines by night. We'll plunder them until dawn. We won't leave one of them alive. They answered, Do whatever seems good to you. But the Kohan said, Let's approach God here. Shual consulted God, Should I go down in pursuit of the Philistines? Will you hand them over to Israel? But he didn't answer him that day. Shual said, Come here, all you heads of the people. Think carefully who has committed the sin today. For as good is for as good Israel deliverer lives, even if it proves to be Jonathan my son, he must be put to death. But no one among all the people answered. Then he said to Israel, You be on one side, and I and Yonatan my son will be on the other side. The people replied to Shual, Do what seems good to you. Shual said to good, the God of Israel, Who is right? Yonatan and Shual were chosen by Lot, and the people went free. Shual said, Cast lots between me and Yonatan my son. Yonatan was chosen. Then Shual said to Yonatan, Tell me what you did. Yonatan told him, Yes, I tasted a little honey with the end of the staff in my hand. Here I am. I am ready to die, Shual said. May God do the same to me and more also if you are not put to death, Yonatan. But the people said to Shual, Must Yonatan die who has accomplished this great deliverance in Israel? Heaven forbid, as good lives, but the people said to Shual, must Yonatan die who has accomplished this great deliverance in Israel? Heaven forbid, as good lives, not one hair of his head will fall to the ground because he worked with God today. In this way, the people rescued Yonatan so that he didn't die. Then Shual stopped pursuing the Philistine, and the Philistine returned to their own territory. So Shual took over the rulership of Israel. He fought against all his enemies on every side, against Moab, the people of Ammon, Edom, the kings of Tezava, and the Philistine. No matter which way he turned, he defeated them. He demonstrated his strength by attacking Amalek, and he saved Israel from the power of those who plundered them. The sons of Shual were Yonatan, Yishvai, and Milkashua, while the names of his two daughters were these, the name of the older, Marav, and the younger, Milka. Shual's wife was named Achinoam, and the daughter of Achimot, the commander of his army was named Avner, the son of Ner. Shual's uncle Kish was the father of Shual, and Ner, the father of Avinna, was the son of Aviel. As long as Shual lived there, there was bitter war with, against the Philistines. Whenever Shual saw any strong or courageous man, he recruited him into his service. That is it for my ministries, and you guys have a good night.